Hi, and welcome to the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. I'm Adela, and I'm the founder of Podcast Brunch Club. And I'm Sarah, the chapter leader of the Houston chapter of PBC and the founder of Audible Feast, a podcast review website and newsletter. For any new listeners, here's a quick overview of Podcast Brunch Club. PBC is like book club, but for podcasts. We've now got more than 70 chapters on six continents. These are groups of podcast listeners who get together in person to discuss a monthly podcast playlist, just like we're about to do right now. Visit podcastbrunchclub.com to get involved in an existing chapter or to start your own. Yep. So every month we'll send out a podcast playlist on a theme, and then our chapters will meet up in cities all over the world to discuss and usually diverge to talk about other podcasts they're listening to. We'll do that a little bit later in the episode. This month, the theme is nuclear power, and the list was curated by our members of our Wellington, New Zealand chapter. So a giant thanks to Heather, Owen, Zainal, Kay, and Evan. And you can find the playlist at podcastbrunchclub.com slash nuclear power. We listened to four episodes that looked at the pros and cons of using nuclear power. We listened to an episode of Science Versus that looked at the risks of nuclear power, an episode of Science Rules with Bill Nye that explained the effects of radiation. We also listened to an episode of Future Makers that explored the current use of nuclear power in the UK and discussed its potential future in the country. And finally, we listened to an episode of Radio Diaries that told the story of an accident in the 1980s that was terrible, but could have been much, much worse. Yeah. So, um, Sarah, I have a question for you. So did you, before you listened, did you have any strong feelings about nuclear power? And did those feelings change at all after you listened? No, I didn't have any previous preconceived notions about nuclear power. And I think that's because I didn't really grow up in an area where it was a big thing. Um, I didn't, I don't know. I don't, there may have been like a nuclear power plant somewhere near where I lived, but I didn't know about it. Um, and I think that tends, you tend to talk about it more in your community. If there's something near you, these, the big, um, you know, ta- smokestack looking things that <laughs> you can see the steam coming out of and everything. When I moved to, um, outside of Philadelphia, we did live right probably less than 10 miles from a nuclear power plant. And um, so that was a little bit different because I was an adult and I was thinking like, you know, it's, what's going on with the nuclear power plant? And we would get like notices and stuff at the house like this is what you need to know about um, living within this radius of this nuclear power plant. Um, this is like the al- alarm like system that is used and everything. Um, but I'm a student of science. And so I just, I think I have always assumed that it was a safe technology. Um, otherwise it wouldn't be in existence. So I don't think that anything on the playlist changed how I feel about nuclear power. Um, and I will say I really appreciated the Bill Nye episode as kind of a balance for the rest of the list. Um, I thought that was a really smart choice to include something that talked about the relative safety of uh, nuclear power plants, the way they're set up today. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've given much thought to nuclear power almost at all before this playlist. I think of nuclear and my brain immediately goes to the atomic bomb, just like weaponry. I don't think about it necessarily in terms of power. So I really, I, I don't know, I think... Just because of that association, I probably, if you had asked me 
a month ago whether I would be okay with a nuclear power plant in my neighborhood or, you know, I don't know, within a certain radius. I probably would have been like, uh, no. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, oh, it's, like you said, relatively safe. There's always risks mm-hmm. with everything. And I think this playlist did a really good job of showing you know, that the, the there's obviously pros and cons of everything, right? We've talked about so many, you know, fake news and social media a couple months ago. There's pros and cons to social media. You know, it can connect people, but it can also, you know, fracture institutions. So I think it did a really good job of laying it out and putting my own sort of probably unfounded biases, it put them aside. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play a clip right now from the science rules episode that talks a little bit about the health risks and especially after Fukushima. A lot of people still worried about about Fukushima as as a as a, as a as a radioactive disaster. They but do. hang on, you said yeah. the health effects were something that the, the bad health effects came from something else. What is that? From I mean the psychological effects. Yes. The psychological effects, that's correct. And so at in after Fukushima, there is a higher suicide rate amongst individuals from the Fukushima prefecture than the surrounding prefectures. Prefecture is uh, Japanese like government for county yeah, or what have you. That's yeah. right. And so, um, you know, in that area, because there's what we call radiation stigma. And so, hey, I don't want to touch you. Or alcohol is, you know, people because start drinking. Because well, people don't want to psychological. People don't want to socialize with you, so you start drinking. Yeah. You're saying nobody died of radiation, but a lot of people or some number of people died essentially of despair. Of despair. So, yeah, I mean, this was after a whole conversation that they had had about the fact that I think there was like a 0.001% increase in the risk of cancer among Mm -hmm. people in the area. And that the bigger risk was was these like diseases of despair, which was incredible. That was incredible to me to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder also how much of that is cultural, like the reaction. Mm. We don't know. We don't live there. So I I would be very curious to hear from somebody um, in Japan what they have to say about this clip that we just played. Did you have any other thoughts? Like, I know you liked the science rules episode. I did. Um, I I also thought, I think it was in the Future Makers episode, I really appreciated the point of how much power is needed in hot areas of the world. And those are the areas that are still developing. Um, and how, like, it's not cheap power that's needed. Like, they were talking a lot about the UK and about how it could be a really feasible effort to explore alternate sources of power in the UK, but that's, it's a more temperate climate. Um, A lot of infrastructure is already much more established. And they talked about in Africa, you're, you need to build roads. Like we're talking about just expanding a power grid. Like there's still so much uh, undeveloped parts of the world that are working on developing and how that they're not going to be able to install, you know, wind farms across you know, the Sahara or something like Mm -hmm. that's, it's not realistic, at least not right now. So I just thought that like dose of realism was really good. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's be realistic. Um, And nuclear power could be a a, a great option there as well. Yeah. There was a, a part of that episode that I sort of wrote a note about because he really nicely put 
together the three concerns that are that people have about nuclear power. One is waste. Uh, one is safety. And then one is weaponization, you mm-hmm. know, and I guess, you know, to me, like the weaponization, of course, that's a that's a problem. But it's not it's it's almost like it seems like something from a movie, right? Like some rogue terrorist gets access yep. to, you know, nuclear power plants and somehow figures out how to weaponize it. Yep. So that's not something that's on my mind as I as I thought about the pros and cons of nuclear power. But for sure, the safety and the waste seems to be the big question mark about what do we do with this this waste. Right. And um, let me just play you another clip. This one is from <laughs> from um, Science Versus. And Wendy Zuckerman asks the asks the big question. The fuel is fairly benign inside. It's very low energy, but uh, you couldn't like have a bath in the waste in that waste. Like it's not safe. <laughs> 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 I would recommend not having a bath in anything that has to do with uh, nuclear waste. That's correct. <laughs> the stuff in these casks is still dangerous. Even after a decade, it is still a thousand times more radioactive than natural uranium. <laughs> so I just thought this would, I don't know, this one just made me laugh. I was like, I love his reaction where he just sort of, I think he has like a little pause and He's. I'm sure in his mind he's going, are you kidding? You know? <laughs> and then he, like, just can't even control his laughter. Yeah, he's just great. laughing so hard. But it does go to, sh- I mean, I think her point was to make it funny of, you know, what do we do with this stuff? I yes. know Finland is, like, burying it or right. something. Miles and miles and miles under the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But then they talked about, and I think in a couple of the episodes, they talked about how do they mark where that is for future mm-hmm. generations. And, like, is it really... Like, how do we know it's really safe? Um, and that's where a yeah. whole lot of media fear-mongering can tell you that it's not safe to do that or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think kind of back to your <laughs> previous point, too, about the weaponization piece, I thought – I actually, I really liked the Radio Diaries piece. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great story. And actually, I recently I, – I realized this documentary came out a couple of years ago, but I recently watched on PBS. They had a documentary as part of the American Experience show, which was – it was called Command and Control, and it's about this incident. So if you need a visual to go along with the uh, the, mm-hmm. the audio, um, it's a great documentary. But I thought that the inclusion of that sort of like lended to sort of encouraging the listener – who listened to this whole playlist to make that jump to like, this is the weaponization. And that's not necessarily true. You know, I mean, I just, it's a, it's a different type of, it's a fission reaction a nuclear fission reaction, but it's at a different rate. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I just think the two are definitely two separate Mm -hmm. things, uh, like the power generation and the, you know, nuclear weapon is two different things. So I, liked the story. I don't know how I feel about it being on the playlist, but it's this is why we have the playlist so we talk about it, right? It's like yeah, yep. so you can say, well, I don't know, and it's a little yeah. controversial including it. Well, I think I think what it did do was just show you how such a tiny little human error 
and not just human error, right? Like dropping a nine pound wrench is like one thing, but then all of the little tiny things that also had to line up exactly right where, you know, it dropped in the exact right spot where it then slipped through that gap and it bounced in exactly the right way that it punctured the, the fuel tank or whatever. I think it's just probably showing in a way that maybe, you know, as a curator of a playlist, it's really hard to sort of, you know, you might want to show like, how did Fukushima happen? Or how did Chernobyl happen? But then you can't find that perfect episode that shows you how simple it is for those types of accidents to happen. So my guess is that it's probably because like, it just, it's that human error side of it. Mm-hmm. Um and that, yeah, that that episode was, it gave me a lot of anxiety, especially mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. you know, he's just got such a voice and such a way of telling a story that you feel really in it at the moment. And it was just incredible to me that, first of all, I mean, he made this point that it was all of the bombs dropped in World War II, including the atomic bombs, times, what, three or four, something like that. Yeah. There was a multiple of it. And that's what kind of warhead was sitting on top of this fuel tank and actually that we ended up very lucky because it wasn't the warhead that that exploded but rather just the fuel tank right and only one i think one or two deaths yes. a lot of injuries but clearly it also ruins a lot of people's lives yeah. that was i mean i mean that was like a phenomenal radio diaries episode like that was just like amazing to get those people to be able to talk so freely mm-hmm. and honestly about i mean so emotional um and the fact that at the end the guy was like yeah, this is the last time I'm going to be telling this story. Yeah. Right. He just kind of, he just came to that conclusion just saying like, I can't keep doing this to myself. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, um, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about other stuff we're listening to and other podcast brunch club news. Okay. Hey, podcast brunch club. We'd like to tell you about our new podcast on CBD and cannabis. It's called How to Do the Pot, and it's here to answer women's secretly Googled questions about weed. Think of it as a modern woman's guide to legal cannabis. Listen as women share personal stories of how cannabis improved their health and well-being, and medical doctors break down the science to explain why. No matter your experience, getting to your best cannabis outcome is possible with the right guide. How to Do the Pod is here to be yours and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so we're back and we're going to diverge in a second to talk about our latest podcast finds. But first, I want to give you a little bit, a few updates from Podcast Brunch Club from all over the world. So we are recording this on February 25th, 2020. And so far this year, 2020, two months in, we are welcoming a lot of new chapters. So here's a shout out to all of our new chapters. Indianapolis, Mudgee, Australia, Keene, New Hampshire, Central New Jersey, Boise, Idaho, Annapolis, Maryland, Dublin, Ireland, Seattle, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Missoula, Montana, Cologne and Bonn in Germany, and Quito, Ecuador. So that's really exciting. That's 12 new chapters this month, and there's a couple more in the works. So that's really exciting. Um, 
Another piece of news is that we put out a supplemental list, thanks to Mike Shaw, the chapter leader of our Beijing chapter, on the coronavirus. So you can find that at podcastbrunchclub.com slash coronavirus. And also, Jenna Spinelli, the chapter leader of our virtual chapter, just published a Q&A on the Podcast Brunch Club website with Akila Hughes, who has started a new daily podcast for Crooked Media. And the podcast is called What a Day. So here's her description. Every weekday, Hughes and reporter Gideon Resnick break down the day's biggest stories and look at things that might have slipped through the cracks, all with a slightly irreverent perspective. As the show's description says... It's like what Fox and Friends would sound like if it were hosted by two people whose parents read to them as children, (laughs) Um, which is hilarious. I love that. And I'm going to keep reading to my kids. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, But don't worry, I'll post all of the links to all of this stuff, all the stuff Sarah and I talked about earlier, and all of these links in the show notes, which you should be able to access from whatever podcast player you are using right now. And I just want to tell you to stay tuned. I'm going to be publishing a short conversation that I recorded with Heather from our Wellington, New Zealand chapter. She is the um, part of the team that curated the playlist this month. But I wanted to talk to her because I know that she lives off the grid. And I wanted to talk to her about what that that's like. So I will be publishing that episode shortly. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Um, so Sarah... What what have you got for us this month? What are your podcast picks? Okay. All right. I well we did we were not on last month, so I you know, I got some stuff saved up. Um I went a little I went a little bit down a Jeffrey Epstein dark hole for a while. Yikes. Um but I'm out of it now. <laughs> You're so <seeing> like <laughs> good, good. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm I'm out of the Jeffrey Epstein hole for a while. For a while I was like trying to consume everything I could find on Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, but then it's like it all kind of sounds the same and mm-hmm. it's so sad and it's so depressing. So but I on a positive note, I've been listening to a show called Thread the Needle. And it is about I think it's like I would describe it as like how to be a feminist today. Mm-hmm. And like how, you know, like Kind, kind of, I think partly like a married feminist too, like a person that is just trying to like figure out like what is the right way to like do everyday mm. stuff, but still feel like you're bearing the feminist torch. So the two most recent episodes that I really liked, uh, I think there's only a handful out already uh, from the show altogether, but the last couple were about the perceived dichotomy between being sexy and being a mom and about how like you're not supposed to be sexy Mm -hmm. of your mom um i found that very fascinating and the other one was about the split of housework um just chores around the house and like how to approach that conversation with either an opposite sex partner or a same-sex partner if you are a woman and how to successfully do that and maybe some ways that you would not want to do that (laughs) um so anyway it's it speaks to my season of life for sure and I just really like it it's just a really positive commentary on being feminist it sounds a little like a la ladies we need to talk yeah right yep okay because yep. I like that podcast a lot and I yeah. got that recommendation from you so yeah I'm gonna have yep. to I've been listening to that a lot lately too I um I finally so Adela you know this but I you know we've talked before about different like podcast players that we use. So I finally have changed over from Radio Public to I'm using Castro now. 
Um, so that's very, I don't like to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like to change um, that at all because I have such a huge subscription list. I have like probably about 450 to 500 things that I subscribe to. Obviously, I don't listen yeah. to them all all the time, but I don't let them mm-hmm. go. Like I don't want to – because this is what will happen is, you know, The Heart recently started publishing yes. again. So I don't think I would have known that if I didn't still have a <laughs> subscription to The Heart. So – this is why. Uh, this is why I don't purge my <laughs> my subscription list very well, very often. Um, but anyway, I have been using Castro, so I've been kind of getting used to new podcast app. Um, but that kind of forced me to, like, I had I had a very long queue of things that I was gonna be listening to on Radio Public, and then when I switched over, I had to kind of restart. Like, what do I really want to listen to? So that's kind of a good, you know, kind of refresh for me to. I don't know, just think about what are the things that I really, really want to listen to first. So um good. Yeah. So I know that we've both been listening to Catch and yes. Kill. So this is like the What do you think about Catch and I'm Kill? I'm just so excited that I'm the one who was like, you need to li-, like I'm yes. not usually the one making the recommendations to you. I know, so I'm great. just excited about that. Um yes, I love Catch and Kill. It's so good. So it's um, done by Ronan Farrow. For those of you who don't know, he is one of the reporters that broke the Harvey Weinstein story in The New Yorker. He tells a little bit of the story about, I think it was NBC that he was working for before. Is that right? Yep. And they basically killed the story and he was lucky enough to, you know, sort of find his way to The New Yorker. Uh, but he tells the story. So it, it, he wrote a book called Catch and Kill. And this is kind of like a supplement. I didn't read the book. Did you read the book, Sarah? No. Okay. From what I understand, this is a supplement. It's not like a replacement by any means. Um, mm-hmm. But it tells the stories of the kind of the because pe- his point is like, you know, I couldn't have done this without these amazing people who did what they did. And some of them are like the people that you've you may have heard about now that like the trial, he, he was just, you know, convicted. Yep. And some of the people who came forward. But I think also there's a, there's there's profiles of people that you never would have probably heard about. Um, in particular, I think the first episode featured an interview with the there was a guy that was hired by uh, Harvey Weinstein to basically like trail mm-hmm. Ronan Farrow. Like a private investigator. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And this super shady stuff. And the guy kind of I don't remember. You're probably closer to that first episode than I am. I, I listened a couple months ago. You probably, Sarah, can fill in the details. But but this guy basically came clean to Ronan yeah. Farrow because he just didn't feel great about what was going on and just didn't like it. And so yeah. there's these sort of hidden heroes that Ronan Farrow is trying to feature, which I love. And I just, I, I'm sort of obsessed with him. Like, how is this, like, he went to college at 11 or something something crazy mm-hmm. he's a genius you know yeah yeah no I thought I think that's also I think it's fantastic I think it's an excellent point about the show is that it's really about all of these other people like he highlights all these other people that helped make this story the my favorite episode of that series was about the fact checkers the people that were like yeah no like this is super 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 important to us to fact check this it's a very hard job we we do not want to be like in the front of the scenes like that's not our thing but we like this is like we are passionate about about Mm -hmm. getting this stuff right it's got to be right and I think I think probably casual readers or listeners of something like this would not even think about like all of the fact checking that has to be done but 
if they don't, like, they're going to be sued out the wazoo that, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't check everything. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I think I didn't totally – maybe I just got a little fatigued listening towards the end, but I didn't totally get the tie-ins with Trump. Yeah, Um, I was just going to say that. The last two episodes felt almost like a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But – I, he was on with Mark Marin mm. uh, maybe last week or a couple weeks ago, and I listened to that, and he talked about that, about how, like, towards the end, he was like, oh, these last couple episodes, they're they're about Trump. He was excited. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I listened to those. Uh, I didn't – I wasn't as excited about that part of it. Um, but – and I – it probably would have been really nice – to be able to have – or maybe they will have some kind of episode, like a, a postscript or something now that – at least in New York, Weinstein has been convicted. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be lovely to, you know, put some kind of Here, cap yeah. on it and talk about mm-hmm. that, uh, the trial or something like that. But um, no, it's fantastic, yeah. like yeah. reporting and fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I mean, I, I, I struggled a little with the last two episodes. Just really, it did feel very disjointed to me. Um but I thought what was really weird about it in some ways is that like it seemed like the whole name of the podcast called Catch and Kill came from what Trump was right. doing with these with the in- or, National these, Enquirer and with the, the National yeah, Enquirer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, without spoiling it for anyone. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too deep, but it it's hot. I, I think Sarah and I don't always agree on every <laughs> podcast we listen to, but I think we both are just like, oh, my gosh, this one. This yeah, one's a good one. A good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have one more for you before we go, um, yeah. and that is Rishi Herway's Partners, which is a new show from Radiotopia. Okay. And it's, it's it, they talk to – there's only two episodes out as of today, but um, they talk to people in all kinds of partnerships. So the, I think the tagline is romance, business, or otherwise, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so the first – to have been about business partnerships, but the first one was my favorite. It was um, with Samin Nasrat and Wendy McNaughton, who wrote and illustrated um, the book Fat, Salt, Acid, Heat, hmm. um, which is a New York Times bestselling cookbook or book about food, I guess, both. But, you know, just hearing their partnership, why, how they decided to work together, oh, there's just like so – there's just so much um, – you you know work on it working on a book together for a long time is just such a labor of love so there's so much emotion there and so much so many strong feelings about how you should present the material it's really good and i really like how in Rishi Herway's shows you can tell that his influence is there but his voice is not there like you know that he like pieces the story together um to tell the best story but He's not there, like, narrating anything, saying, like, oh, well, when did you – it's not an interview show. It's, like, them talking to each other, saying, this is how our relationship flourished, you know? So I Wait, and so it. remind us what his other shows are? Oh, um, Song Exploder is the other big one, yes. And he no longer hosts Song Exploder, but um, is still involved, I believe, as a producer. Um, All right. Well, awesome. Thank you all for joining us this month. We will be coming to your feed soon with more interviews with the creators of the shows on our playlists. And of course, you can get in touch with us anytime through the Podcast Brunch Club or Audible Feast websites. Happy listening.
Thanks for listening. If you want to help support more connections in the world, please consider throwing us a few bucks on Patreon or make a one-time donation. I'll put the links in the show notes. Every little bit helps. Also, a quick thanks to our early organizational partners. Podbean. You can go to podbean.com slash PBC for one free month of podcast hosting. Listen Notes is a podcast search engine. Podchaser, the IMDb of podcasts. Critical Frequency, the podcast network for everyone else. The Venn Media, a weekly newsletter for curious minds. And Lentigua Williams and Company Network, beautiful ideas in motion. Finally, some credits for this episode. Stevie Zampanti of Conceptual Podcasting does our audio editing. Music is from Chad Crouch and Misael Ghana, downloaded from Free Music Archive. I'm Adela, founder of Podcast French Club. Thanks and happy listening.